All right. Um, discipleship ministry, anyone you want to call it. <clears throat> I thought, it, man, we, we studied yesterday that um, in that discipleship requires a collective effort, right? And it requires an effort that needs to be achieved by consistent follow-up. And we said preaching and teaching is the focus of the Great Commission. You remember that? We said the Great Commission is in twofold. Go and preach to the unsaved. Go and teach the saved unto maturity. And we explained documentation, right? The essence of documenting and how every time you preach the gospel, discipleship ought to always be in view. So, in both instances, we, we, we looked at the scriptures and how counts were done. The 3,000, the 5,000. They were, the, their details were collated properly because every soul is important to God. Every soul. And if it is important to God, it has to be important to you. Every soul is important to God. So every believer has to make an habit of preaching the gospel with the great commission in view. You have to have the habit or make an habit of preaching the gospel with the great commission in view. So, we said that taking records and details will flow naturally. Even though the work begins in discipleship, we say it doesn't end there. Remember that? So, you take records, you document, you let the, okay, two was reached today, one was saved. That one that is saved, do you have a proper detail of the person? Are you seeing it? Do you have a proper record? What detail do you have about the person? Is it just the phone number? You know, you can have more. Do you get in more details? More, more, more details about the person. So, look documents and it makes us understand that um, you, in, uh, that the disciples took record and documented how they began from the book of Acts 2, how they were gathering daily, how they multiplied. In Acts, in Acts the disciples, in Acts verse 1, when the, disciples, the number of disciples were multiplied greatly. Are you seeing it? It was multiplied greatly. Is something going on there that you're really about here? Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> I thought there was something fishy going on there. Okay, so um, discipleship. So after a man is saved, there is need to groom that man into maturity. When a man gets saved, there is a need for us to groom the man onto maturity. The word disciples, disciple describes a student. It describes a student. So discipleship is to make students, student of the world, out of people upon salvation. I'll say it again. The word disciple describes a student. So discipleship is to make people students, students out of people upon salvation. So our work, our responsibility is to make people students. Just as you are taking notes, you want others to take notes. So do you know, in your follow-up, 
as you are teaching them that one, you can tell them, can you take note already? Do you know that? They can start the culture from there. Can you just take a little note of what I'm saying so that you don't forget? That's discipleship. Look at it in Ephesians 4, verse 11 to 12. Ephesians 4, verse 11 to 12. Ephesians 4, verse 11 to 12. It says, Are you there? It says, And he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith, and the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man. Uh, let's just stop when he gave some for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of ministry. The word perfecting there means to equip the saints for ministry. To equip the saints for ministry. That's the word perfecting there. It means to equip the saints for ministry. And this is achieved by discipleship. This is achieved by discipleship. So, the ultimate goal of a local church should be that everybody is a disciple. When we reach 100 million people, we want those 100 million people to be disciples. Not just 100 million members just coming to church and just sitting down. No, I don't want that. We want 100 million disciples. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. More than even that. So, beyond... Believers gathering, beyond the gathering of the believers in our different churches, we have to deliberately and intentionally ensure that discipleship is going on in the life of each and every member. And I will explain as we keep going. Discipleship ought to be going on in the life of each and every member. And if you remember, last day I taught you and I said, discipleship implies a personal touch. A personal touch. And this is where follow-up now becomes a very key tool for us. Because it is a real, it's like saying you want to have a relationship with somebody. One-on-one. But this one is on the basis of, I want to teach you. Remember, I don't know if you grew up having lesson teachers. You just have private teachers. You know, at some point it became a tutor, a, a tutor thing. A, a one-on-one skill thing. That's exactly how it is. That's discipleship that you are schooled into being. You grow into maturity. I see, you know, ch- ch- young children are, are going to join us and they will be faithful. It's as though they will, we will groom them and equip them to their old age. We're going to have that. And they are coming not too long from now. Young children. High school, middle school, and they'll just be coming for service, coming for service, and they'll be disciples. Disciples, strong disciples. So, now, and that's so, discipleship, we said it involves a personal touch. And this is where follow up now becomes a key to. So, it's such that you start to function as a teacher of the convert. So, that person you got saved now. Remember I taught you yet last night, I said, 
when you were when you were getting the person saved, you were preaching, right? I would say preaching means to announce, right? Now you are now as the you are, you are preaching. It's not like saying now you are continuing what you are doing, and you are now teaching. You are now the teacher of that convert. Are you getting what I'm saying? You are making sure that that person is growing. Now, the person doesn't necessarily have to be a sinner before. It could just be an unserious Christian that you jam. Are you getting what I'm saying? That you just meet. Somebody who is not serious and you now become a teacher to the person. Are you seeing it? So, you start to function as a teacher of the convert. You are now having what we call informal classes. You know, like now, this is a class. This is a more formal class. But that one is now informal. You can meet at, in, in America today now, you can meet at Starbucks. Less old ends. You just pray in tongues at least 10 minutes. It depends on the level at which the person has grown to. Are you getting if you are if you are, if you keep doing 10 minutes every day that's the level the person will want to you have to ensure you have a maturity target okay we've done 10 minutes for at least 10 days or be two four days already now let's increase you can just tell the person can we increase for 30 minutes you know so 30 minutes will mean you cannot stay in starbucks again you have to look for another location because how do you want to be saying shalabarabarabar in starbucks <laughs> you know you, you have to look for another location are you seeing it you know, as at that time, when, when we used to do it, we, we had a church where people we could just open the church, come in, you, you do your discipleship. Now, we have, a, we have wild space in this place. You can just go to, when, when schools, schools are open, you just go to anywhere. Let's just meet library, okay, you know, let's just go to a corner, let's pray. You start having informal classes. In the word and prayer. You are teaching them the word. You are teaching them prayer. Are you seeing it? You are teaching them the word. You are teaching them prayer. So, follow up now describe an activity that ought to be done consistently. It is an activity that has to be done consistently. You don't leave the person today and you preach today, you, you study today, then the next time you will meet, you'll be next month. No! It has to be done consistently. Look at in Acts 2, verse 1 to 41 to 42. You should care about you. You should check up. Hey, I'm just checking up on you. How is everything going? Is everything wrong? Is everything going okay? What do you want today? You know? But don't use money to buy them so that they don't use you to get money. Look at Acts 2, verse 41. And they that gladly received the word were baptized. And the same thing was added unto them about 3,000 souls. And they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in what? Breaking bread. They continued daily. Daily. Look at Act 19, verse 1 to 9. Act 19, verse 1 to 9. And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul had passed through the upper coast and come to Ephesus, and finding certain disciples, he said unto them, Have ye received the Holy Ghost since ye believe? And they said unto him, We have not so much heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. Now look at Paul's discipleship. And he said unto them, Unto what then were you baptized? Then he said, Unto John's baptism. And then he said, John verily baptized unto the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people, That they should believe on him, on which should come after him. 
and that feast on Christ Jesus. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. And these men were about 12 men. So you see, he met 12 people, preached to them, got them filled with the Holy Ghost in verse 6. In verse 8, he went into the synagogue and spoke boldly for the speaker of how many months? Three months. He kept teaching them consistently for three months, disputing daily in, this, in the things about the kingdom of God. And look at it. But when divers were adding and believed not, but spake evil of them of that way, the multitude, he departed from them and separated the disciples, disputing daily the score one Theranos. So, you notice that in this, in Act 2 that we read, and this Act 19 that we read, discipleship involves teaching. Brethren, you have to teach you. You know, I told you, and I told you something in, in a good or bad soldier, or are you a soldier, whatever the title is. And I told you, I said, a, dis, a, a bad soldier is a function of a bad teacher, a bad trainer. No, if I... I don't know if I'm a bad trainer. <laughs> I don't know. But if I don't relent in teaching, you should not relent in teaching. Are you getting what I'm saying? I'm sure you cannot still catch up to all our messages as at now. As we are finishing one, we are entering another one. As we are finishing tomorrow, I already have my series that I will teach in, as we, uh, on Tuesday Bible study. I already have it. We are not saying because we finished meeting, we will not Tuesday Bible No, there's Tuesday Bible study. It's Tuesday Bible study. I already have my series ready on what to teach. So we can you 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 have to teach. That is how they grow. It's like food. That's the food of the believer teaching. Are you getting me? So if you want men to grow, you have to teach. Teach. Don't go and be doing discussion. Or what do you think? What's your opinion? What's my opinion? They cannot grow with what's your opinion? What's my opinion? But it's like saying you are just gisting. Gisting cannot grow the believer. It's teaching that does. So, and this teaching will involve explanation, instruction, exhortation, making information available. Thank God we have materials now. Do you know, these materials we are releasing and will keep releasing now can be your discipleship format. It can make your discipleship super easy. Okay, let's, today we'll study gift of internal life. Today we'll study born again. Tomorrow we'll study power of the gospel. Next tomorrow we'll study what does God really want. Oh, you know, that you can, the testimony of the baby, you can keep, like, keep it low like that and we'll keep releasing those materials for your follow-up. Hope you know, we are already, we are already making... I'm already making life easier for you to follow. So, they already understand the basics. Maybe very soon now we'll do prayer. Just a spinet of prayer. We'll just, we'll just document it there. We'll pick a teaching from Stability Prayer Series that we did. We'll document it and we'll make it there. So that they can also read what prayer does. Are you seeing it? We're going to work on those materials. So, your discipleship now will be more easier. They have material. So, you, they have something they are reading. You have something you are reading. You are both reading it. You are, and it's not that you are, you are reading it together. As you are reading it, you are teaching from it. Don't just leave it to, um, the, um, 
John 1 verse 16. You know, from that John 1 verse 16, instead of you people reading it, you can say, open your Bible. You are indirectly training them to open Bible from there. Instead of using just the pamphlet and say, the Bible is ready there, you can say, can we just open it so that we can just check it? Let's be more sure. <laughs> are you seeing it? It makes life, we are making life easier for you. So, it involves explanation, instruction, exhortation, making involve information available. So, as we are being taught, we ought to be teaching others also. As I am being taught, I am teaching you. You ought to be teaching others also. Now, this week is coming. Sunday is the beginning of a new week. Who are you going to teach this week? You should start making plans. Who are you going to teach? What are you going to teach? Are you seeing it? You start making plans. 2 Timothy 2, verse 1 to 2. 2 Timothy 2, verse 1 to 2. He says, Therefore, my son, be strong in the grace of the Lord that is in Jesus Christ. And the things which thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, commit the same, commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others the same. So you should be able to teach the same thing we are teaching. You should not go there and say, I'm flowing with the Spirit and just teaching from the leading of the Spirit. What is that? What is what exactly is that? Teach on the same materials we are teaching. So that when they come into church, they are in the flow. Are you getting me? Nothing is new to them. We are repeating the same thing. I think we're going to make most of our materials in short, short versions. So that we, it can aid your outreaches. Are you getting what I'm saying? We will make a lot of teachings like that in short, short, in those short, short pamphlets. So that you can have enough, enough materials and enough guide to guide your teaching ministry. Are you seeing it? Because you see that in those materials, it's very systematic. How does this, how do you receive the Spirit? This or that. That is known. It's a non-systematic way to teach. That is how to teach. We'll go, so in this coming days, we're going to be very busy working on materials to aid our follow-ups. Are you, now we already have three materials out. We're going to work on more by the ending of this month. We'll work on more print it again, we have enough we go, the next month or two in two months time we'll work on another or we'll pray it out again, like that we'll work on prayer, we'll pray it out again so that when you want to teach your disciple prayer they, they know what to learn when you want to teach your disciple um, how to be committed to a church we have put it down for you so you read it, you study it with the person the person says, oh now I understand I'm coming to church, you know <laughs> So, you have to be able to teach from the same material. Same material. While he was teaching them, so this, this alone exemplified the four Gospels to us because it shows the 12 disciples they walked and walked with him. They were walking with Jesus. While he was teaching them, he also sent them out to teach, to preach. And as a result of training, these disciples now became apostles. In Luke 9, verse 1 to 2. Luke 9, verse 1 to 2. Luke 9, verse 1 to 2. Then he called the twelve disciples together and gave them power and authority over, over devils and to cure diseases. 
and sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to do what? To heal the sick. So from Jesus' example, it is clear to every one of us now that discipleship is an ongoing, lifelong activity. Are you seeing it? Discipleship is a life. There is no end to discipleship. I will keep teaching you till I die. <laughs> Are you getting me? Till I die. Maybe even the day I'm dying. I've taught you then and I go and die. <laughs> I do my final series. I say, final series <laughs> before the dying bed. <laughs> or tips on why you should not die like me. <laughs> I'm just joking. But I will teach you till I'm done. And honestly, I cannot be done soon. Ah, ah. <laughs> I, I, I've not even started. I, I've not started teaching. All those ones you say, oh, we have materials. We, have, we don't get material. We, have, we don't have materials yet. I've not started teaching. When I start teaching, I will let you know. Now we are trying to teach. We are just trying to test the water. Lord, how can we teach? That's what we are still doing. By the time we start teaching, when we start teaching, I'll tell you, now we started. By the time we get to the middle, I'll tell you, now we are in the middle. By the time we are about to approach the ending, I'll let you know. But for now, uh, we, are, we, are trying, we are begging God, God, please, help us to teach. We are still, we are still begging. So we've not even entered the trying to teach. <laughs> ah, who will teach you? Eh? This gospel, all of you, you wake up in the morning, the only thing that will be in your head is, they'll just wake you up. What's the Hebrew word for? For God so loved the world. Bing. Just say, shit. Love you, be using by. As Abraham and Corey, they wrote the exam for hours. You've never reached the exam stage. Oh, you have not started. Abraham and Corey, they've written four hours. Is it, was it four hours? See, <laughs> six hours exam. On what subject? Bible and Minotics. Bible and Minotics that some of you have not opened. They, they've done exam on Bible and Minotics. Six hours. I supervise them like this. The only thing they had is their paper and Bible. The Bible is their only cheat code. <laughs> cheat with the Bible. <laughs> and write exam for me. And you have to quote the scripture out of the Bible. <laughs> we've not even reached that level. So we are, we've not started teaching. No. We, we've not, we, are, we are still begging God to teach. So it's a, discipleship is lifelong. I remember one time, Shemaka asked me one question. She said, when, so when will I know everything? I said, even me. I, I don't even know. I don't even know how. Not even top of quarter. I don't even know quarter. <laughs> we are still begging God that the one we know is God airport. I was asking my pastor one question one time. He said, just feed on the world, bro. <laughs> and I asked him another one some weeks back. He said, don't listen to this one yet. Don't study this one yet. <laughs> Go and study all that things. <laughs> you know, so you it's a lifelong activity. Lifelong. Lifelong activity. Lifelong. So, and that is characterized by your regular follower. 
and you will have to teach. See, I have to teach. You have to, uh, you have to. Follow up would therefore implies to us that the one who has been reached, who has believed the gospel, is now actively learning the word from the one who preached to them. So it will involve that the one who has believed the gospel is now actively learning the word from the one who has preached to him. And the eventual goal is that you drop them in the local church. They are now doing the same thing you are doing. Are you seeing it? They too are now going to raise disciples as they are being discipled. Are you seeing it? As you are being discipled, they are being discipled. They are also discipling others. Are you seeing it? That's how it works. That's the local church. It involves preaching and teaching. The book of Acts is filled with a lot of examples of how the believers were disciples. Let's, let, let's see Paul's model. Let's see how Paul did it. We want to look at two models in the scriptures, Paul and Philip. I taught you this. Um, you can lay your hands on those materials. Paul and Philip. Paul's model and Philip's model. Look at Paul's model in Acts 19. How did Paul do it? How did Paul do it? We were in Acts 19 earlier. How did Paul do it? In Acts 19, verse 1 to 11, how did Paul do it? Look at it, verse 20. It says, so mightily grew the word. How did Paul do it? The first thing he did was to preach the gospel to 12 men. Now, this is Paul's detail. In, you look at in Acts 19, verse 1. It says, And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to where? Ephesus. So, when he was writing the letter to the Ephesians, are you seeing the background now? Now, he wrote the letter to, to Ephesus. The first thing he did was to preach the gospel to 12 men and get them saved. So, he entered the city. He looked for men. Got the 12 men saved. The first contact we want to have with people is that they must receive the gospel. Are you getting me? That should be the first contact you have. With, you want to have with people. That these men believe and receive the gospel. They receive salvation. Not that we are trying to invite them to our church. No. See, stop it. Are you getting me? We will raise false converts like that. Let's stop. Okay, I'm inviting you to church tomorrow. Let's go and raise disciples. Are you getting what I'm saying? Let, you, let the people that come to church be an offshoot of discipleship. Are you getting me? Yes, Are you getting me? Yes, so the first contact we want to have with people is that they will receive salvation. Observe the second thing he did. So the first thing you will do with people is they are born again, right? Yes. Then the second thing in Acts 19 verse 6, and Paul laid his hands upon them, and the Holy Ghost came on them. And they did what? Spoke in tongues and prophesied. So he laid hands on them, and they were filled with the Holy Ghost. That is exactly what happened in Acts 2. That's the same thing that happened in Acts 10. Men were filled with the Holy Ghost. It happened in Acts 8. It's also now happening in Acts 19, via the ministry of the laying on of hands. Men were filled with the Holy Ghost. So, the norm, actually, is that when people get saved, the next thing you do is you get them filled with the Holy Ghost. I taught you that before, right? That's the immediate thing to do. 
it follows immediately. So when we preach the gospel, we must get our cover filled with the Spirit. Filled with the Spirit. That's the pattern of the early church. That's the pattern of the scriptures. And we should follow suit. What did he do next now? He has preached the gospel to them, right? Yes, he has gotten their field, right? Now, what did he do? Look at verse 10. Look at verse 10 in Acts 19. What did he do next? He continued by the space of two years, so that all they which dwell in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jew and Greek. And, the, and God wrought special miracle by the hands of Paul. So Paul patiently taught the new compact for two and a half years consistently. He was teaching and teaching and teaching. So you can never get tired of teaching. Are you getting me? You can never get tired of teaching. If I don't get tired, you should not. You must never get tired of teaching. The greatest gift we can give the new convert is the knowledge of God's word via teaching. That's the greatest gift you can give the new convert. You have to teach. He thought in the synagogue for three months. That's his, that's his custom. In his approach, he would usually start teaching in the synagogue of any city he goes to. So that's how Paul does his own ministry. If he gets to a city, now the first thing is he first look for a synagogue, teach there. He would do this. Look at how he did it in Acts 13. In Acts 13, verse 5, he did the same. In Acts 13, verse 5. Acts 13, verse 5. It's a, it, it, look at it. It says, And when they we had psalmist, they preached the word of God in the synagogue to the Jews, and they had also John to their minister. Look at it, verse 14 to 16. And when they departed from Pig and came to Antioch of Pisidia, they went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day and sat down. So, you see, he, he kept going to the synagogue to preach. In verse 42 to 43, 42, and when the Jews were gone into the synagogue and the Gentiles besought the words and he preached to them on the next Sabbath, he was teaching at the synagogue. That's Paul's custom. You see the, what he did. In, that's in Antioch now. What, what did he do in Thessalonica in Acts 17? So when he was writing the Thessalonic, to the Thessalonians, so look at, let's trace the history so that you see that where he first started from. In Acts 17, verse 1 to 2, and when they had passed through Amphiphilius and Ampol and Polica, they came unto Thessalonica, where there was a synagogue of the Jews. And Paul, as his manner was, are you seeing it? Went into the went into them three days and reasoned with them out of the scripture. That's Paul. You know, our own now can be as our manner is, we are always going to warm at. <laughs> are you getting me? Our own can be as our manner is, we are always going to one place. But Paul's manner was he's always going to the synagogue to get men. That's how the church in Thessalonica started. Got disciples there, beam. In Corinth, let's see how he did in Corinth. So that when he, when, when he was writing letter to the Corinthians, you look at Act 18, verse 1 to, 1 to 4, Act 18. And these things, Paul departed from Athens and came to Corinth, and for the certain dream, named Aquila, born of Pontus, lately come from Italy, and his wife Priscilla, because, because that Claudius had commanded that all Jews should depart from Rome, and they will come. And because he was of the same craft, he abode with them and wrought. For by their occupation, they were tent maker. And he reasoned in the synagogue every Sabbath and persuaded both Jews and Greek. That was his custom. He did it in Antioch. He did it in Thessalonica. He did it in Corinth. 
So everybody has their custom. Paul had this custom. Back to our Act 19. What did Paul do next? He has gotten them saved, right? He has gotten them filled. He's already teaching. He taught for two years. So when Paul was faced in, up, with opposition in Act 19, let's go back to our Act 19. When Paul was faced with opposition in Act 19, verse 10, 9 to 10, he was faced with opposition. But when divers were hacking and believed not, but spake evil of that way before the multitude, he departed from them and separated the disciples, disputing daily in the school of one Theranos. And he continued to teach by the space of two years and all of those things. Paul didn't lie on, the, on his back and started complaining. Paul didn't just start complaining. He separated the disciples and taught them daily, the ones that are available to be list, to listen. He said, oh yeah, you, you, you come. This, these ones are not ready. You, the ones that are available to listen. And he started teaching them. He taught them daily in the school of one Theranos. He just kept teaching. He 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 kept teaching. So, this daily teaching implies to us that they will go to work. And now, in their teaching, it means they will go to work during the day and come in the evenings to hear the word. That's what they were doing. They will go to, to church, they will go to, to, to work in the day, and in the evenings they will come back to hear the word. Now, in our today's day, the person can be working afternoon shift. It shows you can squeeze, work with the person's schedule intelligently and say, afternoon shift, that's about 2 p.m. to about 11. So what are you doing in the space of 8 a.m.? Are you free? You know, you can walk with the person's schedule. It was a discipline that Paul had imbibed in them. Go to work, but come back in the evening to hear the word. And that's the kind of church we are going to run. Where people are in, they are all of you, everybody have their professional disciplines. People coming to church with their scrubs and coming to pray. People coming to church with suits and they just drop their suit and roll off their sleeve and start praying in prayer meeting. You won't say because you went to work, you will not come to church and come and pray again. No? Are you seeing that? So, it, it was a discipline that Paul had to imbibe in them. A discipline. You cannot, okay, so you can have students for instance and say, oh, because you are in school, the person says, I have a lot of assignments to catch up. You know, you can tell the person, at least you have a free time. I know you have assignment. I won't waste your time. 30 minutes. Just let me teach you for 30 minutes. Hope you know if you teach born again, 30 minutes, you are already done. In fact, 10 minutes, if you are done. Do you know? It's not that long. How many of you have taught born again before to somebody? How many minutes did you use? You know, use up to 10 minutes. It's not long. It's not. It's that simple. So, that was a discipline they had to imbibe. Look at in Acts 20. Let's see the model of how he taught. Acts 20, verse 1 to 28. It's, we're about to do a long read. Just to skip this time. Well, let's read it. Everybody, let's pay attention. And after the uproar was ceased, 
Paul called on to him the disciples and embraced them and departed forth to go to Macedonia. And when he had gone over those parts that had given them much exhortation, he came to Greece and he abode there three months. And when the Jews laid wait of him, as he was about to sail into Syria, he proposed to return through Macedonia and there accompanied him into Asia, Sopha of Beria, and of the Thessalonians, Aristarchus and Secundus, and Gaius of Derby and Timotheus of Asia, Thyticus and Trophilians, those this going before tarried for us at trials. And we sailed away from Philippi after the days of the unlivy bread and came unto Troas in five days, and there we abode seven days. And upon the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul preached unto them, ready to depart on tomorrow, and continued in his speech until midnight. Are you seeing it? He taught till midnight. So, teaching you till midnight is not a, it's not a sin. Twelve hours, midnight. Oh, midnight, oh, yes. All night in the scripture means twelve hours. That's the Jewish calendar. So, you see, we've not even started teaching. He taught them. So, and there many lights in the upper chamber, and they gathered, and there sat a man. Sat a man, a young man named Uticos. Being fallen into a deep sleep. And Paul was long preaching. He sunk down with the sleep, fell down on the top block. I was taken from the dead. And Paul fell on him, embracing him, and said, Trouble not yourself. Everybody, calm down, calm down, calm down. Trouble not yourself. For life is in him. And when he therefore was come up again, he had broken bread and eaten. And what did he do? He says, he talked a long while. Even till daybreak. They started from yesterday till the next day. So he departed. So immediately he finished. Paul and said, now I'm going home. Ah, Paul. <laughs> he thought for a long while. So, you see that this Utikos was sleeping, fell on the... And history had this to be that at this time, Paul had been teaching for about five hours when Utikos died. So, this event did not cause... And, and the event did not cause a breakup of meeting. No, Paul raised it for the day and continued teaching. And that teaching meeting continued for, to, until about 6 a.m., daybreak. Daybreak is like 6 a.m. in the Jewish calendar. So Paul's model involved that. He spent quality time teaching the world. So instead of gisting with the person, spend quality time teaching. Use your voice to teach. Are you getting me? And you know, you are now, we are now in the days where God has done it for you. You already have SoundCloud. You have um, messages available let those messages be a complimentary of what you have taught are you getting me you can tell them for you to properly understand born again go to this message are you seeing that it's better that way in fact maybe in, in our next materials we're going to be putting for more for to understand better or to understand more listening to listening to this <laughs> you know so, he spent quality time teaching the word. So, as a, 
as a preacher of the gospel, you must spend quality time doing what? Teaching men the gospel. You must. So, he taught 12 men, he taught them for two and a half years before leaving for another place. And now, they've grown spiritually. Look at, let's start from verse 17. Look at from, let's start from verse 16. For Paul had determined to sail by Ephesus because he could not <clears throat> spend time in Asia for he said that it would be possible to be at Jerusalem at the day of Pentecost. And from Miletus, he sent unto Ephesus and called the elders of the church. Now, they are now elders of the church. These are the men who were already that were were saying they were saying um, John's baptism, and Paul was like, we've we've never heard if there been any Holy Ghost, and Paul now asked them, unto what were you baptized? They said unto unto John's baptism. Now they are not held that's in church. They are not men of God. Mog, man of God. Mog. They're not men of God. They've grown. They've become spiritually mature. Wouldn't you like it if your disciple is a pastor? Yes, sir. You like it? Hey! Your disciple is now handling lives. Would you like it? I don't know about you, but I'm going to. Your disciple is leading prayer. Your disciple is now so passionate. Wouldn't you like it? You will like it. You will. So they've grown. They've become spiritually mature. They are not able to take responsibilities. Imagine the person you disciple just become the usher. You know, as you are entering church, you are seeing the person telling you, you are welcome to service, man. You are welcome to service. You are welcome to service, man. And you're like, ah, ah, this was the person that could never speak a syllable of tongues before. Or would you be happy? That's how God, that's how God sits in heaven and is happy too. That this one is fulfilling my will. Are you seeing it? They've now become elders. And as a result, do you see that what, what, what Paul was doing? He got them saved, remember? He got them filled, remember? Now, they could have been saved before. You can fill them. They could be saved and even filled. They just need, some of them just need straightening up, consistent teaching to brace up. Are you seeing it? He got it and he kept teaching daily. So one of the things you must look for with your disciple is time, availability. You, that's why even you as a person, you must be available for your disciples. You must be available to teach. Don't take jobs that will not make you do ministry. Don't do it. Stop zeroing your mind. Don't, when you see your job and they see the schedule, they want to give you 18 hours schedule. That you should be working 18 hours per, per day. Just know, ah. You know some people who do, they do two jobs. First shift, second shift. So they come back, first shift start at 5 a.m. In a good place. Some people, 7, 7 to 3 or 5. And they prepare for another night shift. You can't have time for a disciple. You can't. It's not possible. You have to make time. We'll study this as we keep going. So he spent time with them, teaching them. Look, so he's taught these 12 men for the space of how many years? Two and a half years, consistent. 
and now they become spiritually matured they are not able to take responsibility they too now will not have other disciples are you seeing it because they are the bible now calls them elders overseers why and how was this achieved because he spent time with them teaching them publicly and from house to house he was just teaching just teaching just teaching are you seeing it? Just teaching. At 20, verse 28, he was not giving them responsibility. Take it unto, therefore, unto yourself and unto the flock. So it means they have disciples now. Unto the flock, which the Holy Ghost has made the overseers to feed the church of God, which he has portrayed with his own blood. So these men have grown to be elders and overseers in the church. And the whole of Asia was reached, meaning these men grew to have disciples who had disciples and they were continued to reach many more people in Asia. So when we say Paul covered the whole of Asia, are you seeing that it's not that he just did it alone? Are you seeing it? It's a function of discipleship. He taught men, somebody, those ones who taught and that person, they taught and that person till the whole city was flooded. And you know, we can start with friends, colleagues, Hey, come. Hey, come. Hey, come. What's your friend? Hey, come. You, you know that friend you talk to? Hey, come. Let me teach you. From there, you start teaching. You teach, teach, teach. The person grow. The person too will have another friend. The person too will have another friend. Boom. Are you seeing it? Discipleship. You know, as you are raising disciples like that, and you see that that person is getting faithful, you can start asking the person, how many, don't you have friends? Let's go and preach the gospel to that person. Let me teach you how it's done. The person says, oh yeah, let's go. Are you seeing it? You preach the gospel to the person, you get the person saved, you start teaching both of them together. You start going on outreach with both of them. Both of them, they start following you to church. Are you seeing it? Bing. That's discipleship. They have to be where you are. Jesus' disciples were not attending Jesus' meeting and also John the Baptist's meeting. Are you seeing it? They have to attend the meeting you are attending. That is discipleship. You don't li- that's why people like us who, who are submitted to and I'm not trying to say I'm submitted to Onaika, we take our disciples to meetings. That's how we do it. WCC like this, some of you, you are following me. Let's go together. Because you will learn from where we learn from. Many other pastors like that. Everybody, they bring their church leaders, they bring their past members. You, some of you saw, saw some of you that followed me in December. You saw it when they say all churches, different churches should meet together. You, you saw that, that. That's how it was. You learn from, we, we learn like that. So Jesus did not have his disciples and they were going to John the Baptist meetings. Then that's two conflicting things. Are you seeing it? That's why you bring them to church. They learn from you. And they are learning from who you are learning from. That's discipleship. That's discipleship. So you see how Paul's ministry grew around the whole of Asia. He raised 12 men. The 12 men now grew to become overseers. So we've seen Paul's model, right? Paul model, he got them saved, right? He got them filled with the Holy Ghost, right? He kept teaching, right? And they grew. And you see that it's not much. There's nothing special. Just teach. See, 
The how believers grow is the word of God. Teach. If you want believers to grow, teach. I told you something in 2019 or 2020. When we that, that year we said, which year was it? When we say it's a year of stability. 2020. What did I do throughout that year? I was just teaching. Different meeting. Things you don't understand, the things you understand. I was just teaching. But did we not see the results? Even when I've met you, things you understand, things you don't understand, topics upon topics, topics I can't even teach now. Predestination, election, foreknowledge. I was just teaching. I was just teaching. Teaching and teaching. That's how it is. You just have for people to grow. You want your disciples to grow. Eh? Teach. If they, if they will not listen to message, you use your voice. Are you getting me? You have a voice. That 20 minutes, make do with it. Ensure you have fed them. You can repeat a sermon. If you notice they did not understand that song, you can keep repeating that sermon. Born again, part one. Born again, part two. Born again, part three. Born again, part seven. Just say, uh, let's, just, let's just recap what we said last yesterday. And deliberately, you will stay there. Because you see that, maybe they doze when you are sleeping. You can just stay there. Why do you think I teach in series? Go and hear many of the things I'm saying. I'm repeating myself. I will just add a little spinet to track two. Then track three. I will repeat track one, track two, add a little thing again in track three. Then track four. <laughs> Go and check it. You have to keep repeating. That is how it sticks. Repetition is how things sticks. There is something the local church does to your believers. It helps them strong. Look at the kind of service we had this morning. Imagine your disciples were there. Do you know that something would have rubbed off on them? Do you know? Something would have rubbed off. So, a, a bit of a conviction would have rubbed off. That, ah, I don't want to be a bad soldier. So, someone in service told me today, I said, ah, I'm coming for a prayer meeting. I said, why? He said, ah, I don't want to be a bad soldier. I said, good. <laughs> That's how that person has been convicted like that. Hope you know, that person now, the work has started getting better. Are you seeing it? Gradually, the person that will start discipling somebody else. That's how it works. Teach. If it is gift of eternal life that you will steal, that the, 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 person, start mem- the person can memorize his gift of eternal life, what do you say? It's, uh, John 3.16. That the person can memorize it, stay on it. Till it don't, don't be quick to move to another topic when the person does not understand. Don't be. Are you getting me? When you notice, ah, this person does not really understand. <laughs> Let me stay on this one. Are you getting me? Don't be too quick. Just be teaching. Paul got them saved. Are you seeing it? Paul got them filled with the Holy Ghost. What else did he do? He thought. That's all. When I met you, what was I doing? I was just teaching. I will come to his house. I will stay there. Just teaching. Teach, 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 teach. That's all. Teaching. 
Just be teaching. Use your voice. Are you getting what I'm saying? Learn good example. If it is, and I and I told you something last year. I said, if it's that you have to stand, stand. Don't be sitting down and be too comfortable and be relaxing. Let them know that you are doing something. Don't be sitting down and be gisting with them and say, you know, the word is going to say, if it's that you have to stand, deliberately have to stand. But I mean, you can sit down in some instances, maybe it's not convenient, maybe you are meeting the Starbucks, you cannot understand the Starbucks, I'll be shouting in the basement, I say, body, body. <laughs> I say, give them that like, You could sit down with person and ensure that, ah, you, you own it, you are passionate about what they are saying. I tell the person, do you understand? Can you take, no? Ah, you are schooling the person. Something is happening to him. What do you think Jesus did and gathered unbelievers to the wilderness and taught for 30 days? Teaching is how it is done. Moses gathered them in the wilderness, in Exodus. That's what they call congregation. And what was he teaching? What was he doing? He was teaching. There is no there is no juju to this thing. You are praying for them in your secret time and be teaching. Are you seeing it? You are praying for them that their eyes of understanding is enlightened and you are teaching. That's shaking up. There's Sephini. There is nothing. How you say that discipleship is not that hard as you think it is? You are the one just not teaching. You are trying to gist. You are trying to go for breakfast. You are trying to go for lunch. You... You can't quick. You can't be doing lunch with your disciple and expect the person to grow. Somebody has not grown. You are doing lunch. Ah, that's a death lunch. The person does not even understand that the Greek word for epignosis means accurate knowledge. You, you are doing lunch. As you are doing the lunch, you just put the food aside. Okay, so. Let's look at let's let's look at this text again. Are you seeing it? As you are doing the lunch with the person, all right. As you are, as let's, why we are waiting for our order? Why we are waiting for our order? Be <laughs> <laughs> teaching. Ah, teacher. Some of you who met me in campus fellowship, hey, why, John? What was I doing every time? Hey, teach. I taught in corridors. Taught in rooms, <laughs> classrooms, teaching. At least two people came out of it faithfully. Not even just two. Ah, you came out of it too. Three. You came out of it too. Four. Eh, are you seeing? The others are at least stable somewhere. Now, they see the results. Teaching. Teaching. Different topics, different subjects. I will just be changing title. Our clinical, our clinical, new covenant clinical is the same thing I'm just saying. You know how many prayer teachings I've done? Stability prayer. I did 12 tracks. I was repeating myself in the, in the level. Then the 12, I said, no. <laughs> I have to make these people pray. That's why you look at this, this stability prayer chapter. It looks like I was causing people to go and pray. Colleagues called me one time and said, Ah, I did not sleep. I said, Ah, why? What happened? Are you okay? He said, No. I had stability in prayer to act 12. You said, If we sleep, 
Something bad will happen. <laughs> he said, I could not sleep off. I I now sent the message to somebody. The person said, ah, I listened. And immediately, I, in the middle of the message, I just started praying. That is how the message, that's how it should be. Because I have, I have shouted, I have discussed, show you scripture, show you everything in the level tracks. What is the essence of teaching prayer where people will not pray? <laughs> Are you getting me? Teach. When I notice you could not, no, none of you can speak in tongues loudly. None of you, when we call prayer meeting, everywhere to look like graveyard. Ah! I started. I started. Why we pray aloud? Go and listen to it. Why we pray aloud? Then the meet. Immediately thought, I told you, all of you, lift your voice, pray. Hey, I noticed that it worked. I did another teaching again, fervency in prayer. He was, why we pray aloud part two? Oh, <laughs> well, that, that's a deeper exegesis of uh, why we pray aloud, fervency in prayer. I used to try to do, oh yeah, you have to be fervent, pray. Hey, hey. I saw that you cannot pray in tongues like a Christian. Not that we call prayer meeting, everybody is graveyard. Ah! The day that he paid me the most was one day. We were praying. I came to service that day. I deliberately stayed for one hour praying. In fact, I recorded the prayer. And nobody's voice, it was only my voice that was loud. Ha! I said, yeah, labor has died. I just said, Shaka, nobody. I'll read my, nobody raised. Ah! Are these people born again? <laughs> I remembered. I thought it. I could have let the one that we the thought. That's why I did it two times. I did not mind. I said, I was just using an excuse to say, Chiamaka voice was in that one. He said, Lie. I wanted to reteach it again. It was just an excuse. Ah, why would you? That's, that's why I thought it twice. It's the same thing I said. I used the same notes. I had to go and take the diary. The, the note, I don't, I don't lose, I, I pile up all my teaching notes so I don't lose any of them. So it's just like even the, a message I will teach you people tomorrow morning. I've already written this since last year. Ah, messages I will teach you tomorrow morning when we are finished the last session. I've, I've written this since last year. So I don't lose my, I, I went to look for it. Hey, where did I teach you? Where we pray aloud? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay, this is it. Boom. Oh yeah. Why we pray aloud again? You just have to teach. You have to teach. Just keep teaching. Keep teaching. Keep teaching. See me now. I'm reteaching this thing. This same thing I told you. I taught it last year. This same exact message. I taught it like I'm reteaching it again. You cannot be tired of teaching. That is your work. I cannot say, ah, I taught it again. It's a waste of time. It's no waste of time to me. I'm, I'm not in the hurry. Look at all the pages. I'm more. More is still in my I'm, I'm going to take my time to teach it. I will finish it by the power of God. <laughs> I'm not in the hurry. I will teach it. See, this discipleship, you understand how to do it. Teaching. Just be teaching. You know, I started doing series on gifts of the Spirit. When I notice, ah, it's like you put flow, the spirit is not too good. 
You saw his way part one, part two, part three, part four, have almost 50 tracks on Gifts of the Spirit. Go and listen to it. 50. I've done several teachings before. I saw that you poor are not still sharp. What is going on? I'm praying. Gifts of the Spirit. I did it again. Now, and, then, and after prayer, I came to do glory among God. Go and listen to glory among God. It's every, almost everything I said in Gifts of the Spirit. Just put it side by side. It's the same. Is this it? What I said in glory among us, I said it in believers and the ministry. What I said in believers, I said it in why they falling. That's why I did the three together. It's the same. It's just different things changing. Different emphasis. Just be teaching. Are you getting what I'm saying? Teach. You see that your believer is not... Your, your, the, the disciple you are, you are discipling does not want to go to church. Ah, rule of a local church. Just stay on it for one week. Rule of a local church, part one. We will write all these materials down. Rule of, we will write it down. so that that's, I think we will, How many of you agree that that's going to help? The writing down. We're going to do it. That's what we're going to do. We're going to write all these materials down so we have enough material available for discipleship. I'm going to, I will deliberately work on something starting from tomorrow, ABC of Salvation, so that you can have something at least for the beginning. Maybe Salvation, but again, you have something going on. Are you getting me? We're going to work on those materials to help you aid your discipleship. Teach. Teach. Don't, see, I'm not tired. Eh? Tired. I look at the life of my pastor. Ah. It's as though, it's as though the, the more he teaches, the fresher he becomes. Ah, you, I have an example before me. Are you getting what I'm saying? You just keep teaching. The reason why that, belief, that person has not grown. Look at Paul. Paul did not mind that. Utikos died. He stopped. Utikos, he woke him up. Oh God, they sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. I have work to do. I'm about to leave tomorrow. Hear the word. And this is somebody who has been teaching these same people for two and a half years daily. Do you know what it means to teach people for 365 days times two daily? Two years and six months daily. Daily means every day. As they are coming back from work on Monday, they are sitting down. As they are coming back on Tuesday, they are sitting down. So imagine Saturday and Sunday in their time. Ha! <laughs> they are dead. That means they will not have Saturday and Sunday. Because it will just be teaching galore. What was I doing all through last year? I, I jack your Saturdays. For some of you that know. 10 to 4. What are you doing? Teaching. Teaching. I will even tell you, I will say, please, I beg you, this one, don't use this one yet, but use it. <laughs> ah, teaching. Clapping and dancing, and you didn't need it then. It's now you need clapping and dancing, but I taught you. Some things are spiritual, you did not need it then, I taught you. Ah, teaching, teaching, just teach. Are you getting me? Keep teaching. You, are you seeing that? Paul did not do anything special. What did he do? He got them saved, right? He got them filled with the Holy Ghost, right? And what again? He teach. So that person that does not believe tongues, what do you do? Teach. Teach. Just be patient with the person. 
if it is why we speak in tongues part one and we will write the material on that soon why do we speak in tongues why you should speak in tongues or why you should why you must why, why we must force you to speak in tongues <laughs> we'll write the material on that why you should what will you do when Noah gave me the text sorry to use you as a sample what were we doing every day? Teaching. Teaching. I will call him every day for the space of one month. Listen to this material. I'm done. I now understand it. Okay. I will be teaching from that same material again. Even teaching. In fact, when I'm preparing my note on tongues, it will not be new to him again because I have regained new skills <laughs> on how to teach. Tongues because of him. Go and listen to this material. Uh, I did not still understand it. <laughs> and we spent one hour. WhatsApp call. And me, I was using data at that time. You know, I was in Nigeria. I was using data. I did not care. Teaching. Teaching. Until one day, after I finished teaching, he just said, I think you make sense now. <laughs> I, I first sat down on my in the stairs in my house in Nigeria. I say, only one my shoe. Father, I thank you. <laughs> Titi, what, one month. I say, okay, after this meeting, go and meet Ife. Quickly, quickly go and organize. The prayer meeting Ife is organizing. Go and attend it. Sharp. And give me reports. Ah! You have to teach. Teach. The reason why they did not understand tongues is maybe the approach you use. Come back again. Say, sorry, I'm sorry. Beg them, I'm sorry. Sorry I, sorry I even brought it up yesterday. <laughs> oh, whatever it is, you have to be submissive to your disciple. Oh, forget. <laughs> Don't, better stop looking for how your disciple will honor you. Better take that one away from your mind. You don't have that time. Stop looking for honor. That's it. Honor me. Honor me. You know, oh, hey. If that's what is in your mind, you just die for your time. You will not raise any disciple. Do you, I, it took me to 2020 before I taught you honor. 2020 November. Before 2020 November, when we not just here and play, everybody, you were calling me Bensi. You were calling me. I did not mind. I did not mind. Oh, what's my own? My own is just let me teach. I know that after a while, all this business it is stop. Listen, teach. Your disciple will call you name. Don't mind. Leave that one for a while. When he comes to church and we teach him, you are, you are the brother in Christ. That's your brother. That's your sister. He can't be doing a hey, person will not want. Oh wow. It's better, it's better if person even hear from my mouth, not your mouth. Are you getting me? That type of teaching is better you hear from my mouth, not your own mouth. <laughs> so it's not gonna learn. What are you trying to say? What are you trying to say? Honor. Honor cannot be part of your discipleship. Please. Don't go and make it part of your follow-up list. It's be- let the person hear that one from my mouth. There are certain things I can say that I am graced to say that you are not. Let it stay that way. Know your own rule. Are you getting me? Are you getting me? Don't go and cross your boundary. Don't go and say, can you listen to the message of honor? The person does not even understand what gift of eternal life means, what the indwelling of the spirit means. You have not, even you, you have not even understand basis of Christianity. Go and listen to basis of Christianity. It's a reload. What I taught in basis of Christianity, 
I have taught it in our God. I have taught it in born again. I have taught it in gift of eternal life. I have taught it in believer testimony. I have taught it in I have taught it in different places, different parchments somewhere. You said what? The role of a local church. I've taught it everywhere. Just different parchments. I just brought all the different parchments now down as a series. And we'll also address series two soon. We are pro series two of basis of Christianity soon. So keep teaching. Are you hearing me? Keep teaching. No, that guy's not teaching. Oh no. Uh, why you should or oh, tell it nothing, God. My my my, <laughs> my my teaching for today is tell it nothing, God. Publish it not in the street of Ascalon. Or when the anointed falls, that's the meaning of our disciple. You want to read first disciple. <laughs> that cannot be in your teaching schedule. Leave that one for the person that is grace to do it. Are you getting me? Yes, sir. <laughs> Are you getting me? Yes, sir. Look, I say, I just perceive the person is very dishonorable. Oh, you better let the person be dishonorable. Are you getting me? Or why you should give? You know, you know, giving, giving to your, to your disciple. It's honor too. Ah. Even me. Go and check our material. You barely find the teaching on giving yet. The, the closest is close, prayer and things. I have not thought on giving. The last time I thought on giving was 2018. Some of you have not met me then. Culture of giving. You were there. When I, when I did that teaching. As is that they have not. Deliberately. I'm only waiting for the right time. And I will do it this year. Uh, you know you have to give. That's to... Ah, it's because you want more. Just say you want money. Just go and tell you, please give me money. It's better that way than say. Ha, men are bridging. Teach. Give them the basics. Are you getting me? Yes. That is one of the reasons why this year I've spent time doing a lot who you are in Christ. Are you getting me? Those type material. We'll so, one of the things is very soon I will do you are Christ part one. We are Christ part two. We have pamphlets like that. A lot of materials like that. Do you know what? Is to hate your discipleship. We are going to get busy in these coming days. Writing. All those things I've been telling you to do. The fulfillment of the prophecy has come. That will tell you, we know we're writing short, short things. The time is now. We are class part one, so we have thought part one. Do you understand it? Ah, we can't progress to the level two. <laughs> Let's stay on this one first. So, you know, that will also help you too to be, you know, as you are teaching too, you are, your understanding is better. How many of you that happens to you? Your understanding, you are getting more understanding about it. That's what happens. You just have to teach. You just have to. Sometimes as I'm reading the scripture like this, I understand the text before I came. But I mean, I'm looking at it and I'm saying, oh, wow. In my heart, I'm just saying, I never saw this like this before. It's making, it's even getting more clearer to me. But sometimes I don't say it because I don't want to go and confuse you. So I keep it to myself and after I finish, I go back again to my note and check it again. Are you getting me? 
So teach. Tell your neighbor, say teach. So, you know what? You will create time. This thing is not hard. You are just the one not doing what? Not teaching. So, as you get that person, start with the basics. Are you getting me? Born again. Stay on it. If you will stay on it for two weeks, just stay on it. Gift of the power of the God, just stay on it. Just be teaching. The person you are meeting the person on Tuesday night, teach. You are meeting the person on Wednesday night, teach. Okay, you want us to do breakfast, Abby? All right. As we are all drinking, you are teaching. Okay, as we are going on breakfast, take your jota along, go. Take your jota along. Take your Bible and your jota along. We would look at some scriptures. That it's better. So as people are eating and cutting the pancake, you are pancaking the scriptures too. Are you getting me? Teach. Teach. I remember when we started ministry then in 2018, in that time, we, what, was, what was I doing? I spent, we started in, I think, September. I spent September to November. What were we doing? Holy Ghost meetings. I was just teaching people gifts of the Spirit. Gifts of the Spirit. Holy Ghost meetings. This is how to flow in a believer's meeting. This is how to do this. This is how to do this. This is how to rejoice. This is how to do this. This is how to give word of knowledge. This is how to give um, um, reputation of tongues. I was just teaching. Ah, you can't do. See, if you want to grow and you want your disciples to grow, what will you do? Look at, we've been praying in this meeting, right? And what have I been doing? Teaching. That's all. Have I said anything new from the beginning of this meeting? No. Go and hear all my messages. You will find everything I've been saying, dear. This good or bad soldier that I taught you. Some of you were with me in, towards the ending of last year when we were reading, when we were studying to the young ministers. I said all of these things, dear. So we saw four Paul's model. What did he do again? Number one? He got them saved, right? What did he do again? Or what next? So are you seeing this? No hard. So are you, who will do the teaching? You. Don't just force them to be coming to church. Are you getting me? Spend your time doing it. Is everybody understanding me? Yes, if you don't understand me, I will repeat myself. Oh, I'm not in the hurry. We have a lot to do today, but I'm not planning to be in the hurry in this teaching at all. The Lord is bringing men our way. I have gotten, see, before this meeting, when my, because I told you that when I have meetings like this, I talk, I, talk, I talk to some of my trusted friends who I know they flow with the Holy Ghost. They tell me what the Spirit of God is saying. Everybody was saying, it's a beginning of a new thing and the Lord is sending us men. I've been hearing that thing for so long and it's the time. This is the time. So if you don't know how to undo it, they will fall off. So now you know that when the person is there, they say, okay, now I have a teaching, I have to start teaching this person, right? I have to start teaching this person, right? I have to start... Now we already have three materials down. Start with the three. As you are finishing it, but before you are done with the three, you will have, have done more. Are you getting me? We are just going to be doing materials. I will be sending it to you guys too in Indiana. We will be sending them. We will, we will be using them. So you have enough materials for your discipleship and follow-up. They are reading it on their own. You are using... Don't say, oh, have you read it? 
Forget it, derail it. Teach it. Are you getting me? Don't assume. I don't assume you know anything. In my head now, I don't believe none of you know anything. I'm teaching you people as if I'm talking to a, to a new convert. Don't assume your disciples know anything. Teach. Those are like we discussed last week. Re, re-explain it again. Look at what I did in today's service. I was trying to recap yesterday and we just kept on with yesterday. Do you notice? I wanted to teach you. I was trying to recap a good or bad soldier. And that's how we stayed there till we finished service. It's that simple. Reteach. So now, we've seen Paul's model. Now, let's see Philip model and let's finish this section. Let's see Philip model. At 6, verse 3 to 6. Are you understanding something? Are you seeing how to, on, to raise disciples? At 6, verse 3 to 6. And in those days, when the numbers of the disciples were multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Christians against the widows because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. Let's see verse, verse 3. Wherefore, brethren, look ye among yourselves, seven men of ownership, but full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, who we may appoint over this business, and we will give ourselves continually to the ministry of the word. And this saying pleased the whole multitude, and they showed Stephen a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost. Philip, Pocorus, Nikon, Simon, Parmias, Nicholas, and the proselyte of Antioch. And when they set before the apostles, they prayed and they laid hands on them. Now, that's how Philip was. Seven men were chosen in access to serve food. That's how Philip was chosen. As they chose them, they got involved in the work of ministry. And we see Philip and Stephen. They were involved in preaching and teaching. Philip went down to... Philip in this place now went down to Samaria in Acts 8. Look at what he did in Samaria. Acts 8. Let's see from verse 1 to 5. Everybody open to Acts 8. Acts 8 verse 1 to 5. Let's see the model. And Saul was consenting to his death. And at that time, there was great persecution against the church that was Jerusalem. And they were scattered abroad throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria. And except the apostles. And devout men carried about. Devout men carried Stephen to his burial. And they made great lamentations over him. And as for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering into every house. And ailing men and women committed to them in prison. Verse 4, and when they were scattered abroad everywhere, they went everywhere preaching. And Philip went down into the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. Now, look at in Philip's case. He went down. Persecution, it was persecution that caused it. Now, let's say persecution happened now in Rochester. And all of us has to dispatch. People has to go back to Indiana. Chiamaka has to go back to Utah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Noah to go back to Lebanon. <laughs> Abraham had to go out to Ikiti. <laughs> Just imagine. If he had to go back to Port Harcourt. <laughs> Just imagine. Um, Joy now to go back to Ileluji. <laughs> oh, do. <laughs> you, you take a career. 
no, no, you cannot take our career from back. I'm, I'm, I'm from what that road. That road. All right. Now, Philip fled to Jerusalem and arose there. So, persecution induced that. Hey, why now? She does go to Ghana. Ghana. She before me, Ghana, Ghana. She before me, Ghanaian. I don't know who mean. When, she, when I first met her, she deceived me. She said, I'm Ghanaian. <laughs> really? All right. In Philip's case, persecution was the problem. What did he do? He took the initiative. There's something I want you to understand. Learn to take initiatives. I'll say it again. Learn to take initiatives. Initiative just means opportunities. Learn to take. It could be a friend. Take it as an initiative. I remember when Favor met in your day. What, what, was, what did I tell you, Favor? Can you remember what I told you when you met in you? I said, let's teach our. Let's, remember? Yes, I said, what was the thing we should do? Let's quickly teach her the gospel. So, you brought in your day, right? I think it's my you now, what, what we now did was, Favor said, she wants to invite me to preach. It was an initiative. The issue was, we want to penetrate. You don't know what we're doing to you. We now said, joy will be there. We will now get joy too, but joy ran. <laughs> that was how we started. I told people, I said, ah, because Kemi is actually unserious. Sorry. <laughs> we tried, we tried, we tried, we tried. <laughs> but she ran away. But now, listen. We just said, I told people, I said, we cannot lose in your deal. Your deal is at least willing. Let's go. So people now said, people now said, people started teaching them. I have started a campus fellowship already. Dear, already. People now said, we now split it. People now said, now I'll be teaching in your day. And I said, ah, let's go organize and let's be one. So I will be many, we will reach out to more. People now told the idea that my, I want somebody to come and preach for us in our meeting. It's a lie. We knew what we were doing. We were using the initiative. And the, the major is people knew that if I can preach, just let me preach. Joy said, come straight. That was the major goal. But lo and behold, Joy got angry. But now look at your life. Yeah, in Rochester. <laughs> Initiatives. 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 Learn to take initiatives. Opportunity of just opportunity. Remember one time when we got um that tall guy filled with the Holy Ghost. You know how we started? Yeah. You know how we started? We, we, we went upstairs. People, you were there that day. And Noah, you were there. What would you do? We just went upstairs. We started gisting with them. Then, boom, I turned the conversation. I started teaching them. We're all gisting. Everybody was just gisting. Ah, this country, you are. This is the food. Remember that day now? This is the food. Boom. I just said, you know the Bible is this. Have you thought about that before? Boom. I just stood up. <laughs> That's how I started. Bible study. Then the Bible study flow into prayer meeting. And we flow into getting somebody filled with the Holy Ghost. That was how we started. Initiatives. Initiatives. 
learn to take initiatives. Seize opportunities. Just seize it. So, the initiative, they, they were scattered abroad. Then the next thing that came to Philip's mind is, ah, let me just go to Samaria. Let me probably relocate down to Samaria. What should I be doing in Samaria? The same thing I was taught to do. Are you seeing it? Initiatives. Take initiative. You could be a friend. You could be a classmate. You could be a study group partner. That study group partner in, in school, you could just say, ah, you know, we're working together. Ah, what are you doing Thursday? Have you, have you read this thing? Just start like that. Take initiatives. There's something I, I, I this, this conference, we, we ought to share so much. I actually have a note or a teaching on that, taking initiative with the girl. I'll teach you later. We'll probably have to do part two of this meeting. <laughs> we have to do part two. There's so much to share. So much. We just we did a limited time. So much. So, he took initiatives. He saw the change of opportunity as an opportunity to spread the gospel. He saw the change of location. He wasn't discouraged by the persecution. In the midst of the persecution, he preached the gospel. How was he able to do it? He had been taught. So, you, you are able to do what you can do because you are taught. He has been taught. When you are taught, you know and you are able to carry out the work of ministry. So, the fruit of ministry is discipleship. I'll say it again. The fruit of ministry is what? So, you know you are in ministry now, right? Yes. All, every, all, uh, 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 I mean, you don't know. Everybody know you are in ministry, right? Yes, sir. I, I, I don't believe if somebody listens to me for two weeks, I will not know my FRC. It's not possible. It's very easy to know my FRC. You hear me just hear any of my message for two weeks. You know that, ah, this person does not have any plan for my life than ministry. <laughs> it's an FRC. The fruit, so now, your fruit now will be what? Discipleship. The fruit that you are doing is, is are you disciples? Are you looking over somebody in the Lord? That is actually spiritual growth. The fruit that you are growing is that you have somebody who you have taken up with you. Are you getting me? You have somebody who you are taking up with you. Does this make sense? You have somebody. So, as we finish this section, I want you to think on it. Look at Paul's model. What did Paul do? He taught. He got there, filled with the Holy Ghost, and he did what? He taught. What did Philip do? Philip took initiative. He saw the change of location as an opportunity to preach. And what did he do? He went to preach. He taught. So are you seeing that teaching will never fail? Are you seeing it? Just keep explaining. Keep explaining. And be confident with your explanations. Are you getting me? Be confident. Don't go and tell the person, just be confident. Just, if you don't know, you say, we can study this later. We can study this later. Are you getting one of them? Be confident with your explanation. Be confident with it. So I was, just bow your heads and just pray for your ministry that this teaching will open up doors for you. This, as you have learned discipleship, you've learned how to reach out and get more people. We'll, we'll continue the next session and so we'll continue follow-up. How do you follow up in the next section? But 
just pray pray for your ministry now pray pray for your ministry pray pray lift your voice and pray for your ministry pray for your ministry and that you would raise disciples more you raise disciples more you will give yourself to much teachings in the coming days you give yourself to much teachings much teachings and much teachings in coming days lift your voice and pray pray for yourself that you give yourself to teachings and teachings and 